Hi there, this is Tony Giorgio. Welcome to Living with Victory Radio Podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to give you just a little bit about what today's program is going to be about. You know, in in today's world and what we're going through, it's just horrendous. I mean, never in the history of the world have we had anything like this hit us. It's sort of upside down right now. You might say your life, all the lockdowns and wear the mask and this and that. People losing jobs uh, by the, the hundreds of thousands that sort of thing. This program is dedicated to the situation where your dreams are turning to ashes. You were working, you you had a career, you had maybe a a promotion coming, you you had people that were going to do things for you and and now everything has been put on hold and you're you're working from home you're not at the office you're not meeting each other for coffee or for lunches and that sort of thing what we're trying to stress here is based on actually a song by Bill and Gloria Gaither uh, the homecoming team you know Gloria Gaither wrote the words to something beautiful and uh, this is the title of our program today something beautiful comes when your dreams turn to ashes if you do lean on Jesus Christ welcome to living with victory ministries podcast Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, Lorreen and Tony Giorgio. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Welcome to Living with Victory, where life isn't about waiting for the storms to pass. It's about learning to have peace, joy, and victory in the midst of your storm because Jesus is your umbrella. Hi, this is Tony Giorgio. Welcome to another edition of Living with Victory. Before we get into our program and topic, I want, number one, to remind you that we really do want to hear from you. I'm going to give you some contact information. We would love to hear your comments, your prayer requests, what you like, don't like. You can email us at livingwithvictory at gmail.com. You can go to our website, livingwithvictory.org. You can write us snail mail at P.O. Box 1982, Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Also, in this programming today, we're honoring the life of Ruth Bell Graham, Billy Graham's wife, and to remember her life and legacy, we are offering a book that she put together. It's called Legacy of a Pack Rack. And what Mrs. Graham did, actually, she had a trunk up in her attic that went back to her childhood in China 
and she had newspaper clippings of the fall of Shanghai to the Japanese in 1937, high school in Korea, old love letters from Bill, boxes of photographs. My old wedding dress, she says, the veil was used to trim four bassinets. When Ned V arrived, he had to make do with a cradle. Enough old luggage to start a used luggage shop and a veritable treasure trove of disorganized surprises. I love this book. Loring had given it to me to read. Ruth Bell Graham was born in China, the second child of five children. Her parents, Dr. and Mrs. L. Nelson Bell, were medical missionaries at a hospital located 300 miles north of Shanghai. And she met her future husband at Wheaton College, and they married after graduation in 1943. I want you to have this book free of charge, to enjoy it, cherish it. There's some wonderful stuff in there. We will ship it to you in the United States free of shipping charges. It's absolutely free. Outside the United States, we will have some shipping charges, okay? Legacy of a Pack Rat by Ruth Bell Graham. And without further delay, let me get to my wonderful sidekick, Laureen, as the topic of the day and the scriptures. Hi, Laureen. Hi, and hi, everyone out there. I'm so glad you joined us today. I'm going to be talking about something beautiful. This is a song Gloria Gaither wrote the words to and Bill Gaither put music to. The words are something beautiful. If there ever were dreams that were lofty and noble, they were my dreams at the start. And the hopes for life's best were the hopes that I harbored down deep in my heart. But my dreams turned to ashes, my castles all crumbled, my fortune turned to loss. So I wrapped it all up in the rags of my life and I laid it at the cross. Something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful of my life. You know, I know a lot of you may be feeling like you're in situations right now that are so dark and so horrible and, you, and you're beating yourself up for mistakes that you've made and feeling guilty. You're anxious about the future. You have fear about the future. But this song says it all in such a few words so beautifully. Jesus can make something beautiful of your life by just laying everything that you are worried about right now at the cross. The scripture that I'm going to read today is John 8. It's 1 through 12. This is about the stoning of Mary Magdalene because she was caught in adultery. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives and early in the morning at dawn he came back into the temple and the people came to him in crowds he sat down and was teaching them. When the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, they made her stand in the middle of the court and put the case before him. Teacher, they said, this woman has been caught in the very act of adultery. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such women offended shall be stoned to death. But 
What do you say to do with her? What is your sentence? This they said to try to test him, hoping they might find a charge on which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger. However, when they persisted with their question, he raised himself up and said, Let him who was out sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. These scribes and Pharisees were there to make Jesus look like he was wrong, and he knew it. He read their minds. They listened to him, and then they began going out conscience-stricken, one by one, from the oldest down to the last one of them, till Jesus was left alone with the woman, standing there before him in the center of the court. When Jesus raised himself up, he said to her, Woman, where are your accusers? Has no man condemned you? She answered, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go on your way from now on and sin no more. Right here I want to stop. Notice that Jesus said, I'm not condemning you. Jesus will convict us of something that we're doing wrong. He will convict us, gently convict us. He does not condemn. Satan condemns. When you're having all that guilt and you're feeling anxious or feeling like you've made the biggest mistake of your life and, you know, you're feeling like there's no way out and I don't know what to do and go to Jesus. He will always receive you. He is not condemning. He never condemns. The last verse here, verse 12, says... Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light, which is life. We don't have to live in the dark. We could have something beautiful. Jesus wants to make something beautiful out of our life. He could take your problems and your circumstances and your mistakes and take all those things that are just keeping you up at night and making you feel like you're not worth anything. Just wrap them up, as this song says, in in rags and lay them at the cross. Mary Magdalene went from an adulteress. She went from almost losing her life to following Jesus because that's all she did after that. In fact, she was the one when he was taken down from the cross. She was the first one there to take care of the body. She just followed him. If we follow him and really know him, we get to know what to do with our mistakes. We get to know how to make the right choices. It's very hard when we make a wrong choice. You really thought you were doing the right thing by what you saw in front of you. But we can never see what's on the other side. We can't always see the whole picture. We can only see what actually is right in front of our eyes. But God can see the whole thing. And if we could just realize what our actions will produce, maybe something that we would later on regret, But even at that, Jesus does not condemn. He just says, come to me, follow me. I am the light of the world. And he who follows me 
will not be walking in the dark. Do you feel like you're walking in the dark right now in the midst of your problem? You don't have to because Jesus is the light. If you allow him, see, you have to choose to allow him to walk with you. If you do allow him to walk with you and take you by that hand, he's going to lead you right through and you will have something beautiful. You will have a beautiful life. You will have your peace and your joy and your victory. He did it for Mary Magdalene and he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Sometimes we feel like we don't have a right to ask. But Jesus opens that door. He opened that door on the cross. He wants you to go to him so he can make something beautiful of your life, as Mary Magdalene did. We all have choices. When we keep our minds on Jesus, he is able to give us beauty for our ashes. Your life will take on a glow, and peace and joy and victory will be yours. Philippians 4, 6, 8 says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite requests. With thanksgiving, continue, continue to make your wants known to God. Because you don't see an answer coming right away, be patient, trust him. He will answer you in his time, and his time is perfect. We talked about that last week. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace. No matter what you're going through, you can have a peace. I always used to hear about the peace of God. I had peace knowing that God was with me, but until I went through that whole procedure of breast cancer, I never knew that peace where I felt I was in the hollow of his hand. But you can have that because he promises that to everyone if you choose to follow him. It says, mount God over your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, this is what to think on beautiful things. This is what he tells you to think on. Whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worth of praise Think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Don't think about what is my future going to be. I don't see anything that's good for me in the future. In the natural, you probably won't. But with God, all things are possible. And you can never imagine how he will take your life and turn it into something beautiful. What we don't understand, he sees the future. He actually knows where you're headed. He knows how you're going to end up and all of that. 
because he's not answering and because he does see the future, he also sees the stumbling blocks ahead of you. And he's trying to make sure it's his will, his way, because he has a protected way. And he's knowing what you're thinking, and it may not be just that, but you want it that way. But he sees that it's not good enough that way. It'll hurt you. So he may be backing off until the road clears. But he wants, most of all, like any good parent, the children to depend on them and come to them for guidance. And that's what it's all about, is going to your Father, your Heavenly Father, and asking for that guidance. Before you step foot out, we know what we want. What does he want for us? And he sees the future. So wouldn't it be more prudent to go to someone who knows what's out there and take a listen to what he's saying? If you're leaning into him, and I've learned this a long time, brought up on the streets of New York City, rough and tumble, and, and, and you'd say, you know, vile environments and all. In my wildest dreams, what I think of what I'm doing today, far from it, I started to understand with all the pitfalls I was going in, I needed to look more toward him as my guide, my father, and my savior than just some idle God out there in the universe. He's always there with you. He's always in you. And you have to form a true relationship like you have a best friend and confide in him. He listens. And a lot of times things aren't working out because you're not focusing on the guidance and the leadership of Jesus Christ. If you're in church and you're going to church, understand that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he left his Holy Spirit, a living spirit within us and for us to guide us. And he went home, but his spirit's with us. We've lost that in, in our, our church families somehow. We consider doctrine, but we have to realize the living Christ before we go any further, we're, we're a little at the, at the midway point. I want to remind you, we do have email, livingwithvictory at gmail.com. And we do want to hear from you, your prayer requests, your comments. Bad or good, we want to know how the program's going. Please contact us. If you want the book, Legacy of Pack Rat by Ruth Bell Graham, we'll send it to you free of charge, our gift to you. And now let's get back to the program. Okay, I just want to read Romans twelve two. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. When you're reading these verses and you start to renew your mind, you could renew your mind each morning. Ephesians 4.23 says, And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, 
having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Right, and that's so that important. That changes everything. Your circumstances may still look the same. Nothing may change in them. But all of a sudden, in you, you feel a new life brewing. Yes. And you start to say, gee, I really can see the sun shining even if it's raining. Gee, I can really see the birds flying and could hear them singing. I have a new hope in me. I have Jesus growing in me. I have him in me. He's making me stronger. I feel a guidance. And my life now is starting to turn into something beautiful. Right. Take all of your ashes, just tie them up in the rags of your life, and lay them at his cross. Why would you want to live in the same mess when all you have to do is take a shovel and shovel it out the door? Exactly. You know, that's it. Just shovel it out the door. These promises, these verses that I'm reading are his promises. You might as well be on this earth for a certain time. You might as well live with peace and joy. We're on the air, and, and I'll bet you 99% of you think we've got this huge ministry. Whoa, yeah, well, they got all this money. That's why they're on the air. They can afford it. There is no way that we should be sitting here except for the miracle of God giving this to us. There's no way we would be able to afford this. There are miracles upon miracles. We don't do this because we can pay for it. We don't do this because we got a lot of money. Look up our accounting. <laughs> we're, we're on GuideStar, it, we, which is a watchdog for nonprofits. Go there. You'll see our financials. You won't believe it. Perception. You know, everybody perceives, you know, whoa, wow, they've got to be something else. They're on the air. The last thing I should be is on the air. I couldn't afford the microphone unless somebody donated. You know, I'm trying to make a point. I'm not trying to make you think we're, whoa, poor us, but we're doing something by the grace of God and leaning on our Lord Jesus Christ as a living being, as a friend. So we're telling you, lean a little further on him than the world. Lean a little more and get out of those ashes. That's what shovels are for. Think about your circumstances right now as I'm reading them. If there ever were dreams that were lofty and noble, they were my dreams at the start. And the hopes for life's best were the hopes that I harbored down deep in my heart. But my dreams turned to ashes. My castles all crumbled. My fortune turned to loss. So I wrapped it all up in the rags of my life and laid it at the cross. Something beautiful, something good. All my confusion he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful of my life. Wow. Gloria Gaither. Yes, we will have strife. We will have problems. He never promised us a rose garden, but he did promise that he would be with us. He promised us he would renew our minds. He promised and take his promises into our hearts and let him do what he promised to do. I just pray that all of you will find your peace, joy, and victory. And just think of Laureen, 51 years with me. I, I tell you, I got something beautiful out of the deal, and she has been leaning on the everlasting to make sure she's got that <laughs> shovel and shovels those ashes out the door. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm oh, only. come on. It hasn't been that bad. <laughs> well, I, I, I love you, know. you. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some days it's like, you know, Shangri-La and some days like the guns of Navarone. But I have to tell you, that's the truth. That's marriage. And if you commit to it, yes, yeah, some days are going to be rocky. When you have God in the midst of it, it is something beautiful. And commitment. Yes. This has been quite a program, and we love you all. Remember, Jesus is your umbrella. And if you don't know Jesus, pick up a Bible, go to the Gospels, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You'll know who Jesus is. And this is Tony. And Laureen. You have a great week. See you next time. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com. That's livingwithvictory.podbean.com and click on the PayPal button. Thanks for listening. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready. Sing in the rain.